What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. I'm Bruce, and I'm here with my guy, Mr. Nolan. What's up, man? Oh, Bruce, it's so good to hear your voice. I feel like it's been so long, even though we just <laughs> saw each other. Gosh. I know. I know. True true friends. You know, it's just that bond. But it is, it is good to be home as well. Um, but we're having a little bit of, you know, Dave withdrawals. Although that... Uh, you know, the live stream the other night kind of helped uh, helped me a little bit, but I know that you had something else to do, so sorry you couldn't watch that. Oh, I watched it Sunday morning. You better believe I did my homework. Wow. Wow. That is true dedication right there. And, um, well, let's go ahead and get kind of right into it. But first, I want to give a couple shout-outs to uh, everyone that we met out in Charlotte those that came up to us because of our shirts, we were wearing the uh, Corner of Gray Street podcast shirts. They made their maiden voyage out to Charlotte, and they'd uh, come up and either say that they love the show or that they would tune in, you know, ask us kind of what it was or, um, hey, where'd you get your shirt? This awesome, like blah, blah, blah. Um, well, it was great meeting all of you, and we really did appreciate all the kind words. Yeah, it really made us feel good, especially... Uh during that weather delay in Charlotte, we were able to kind of talk about the podcast with the people sitting around us. So thank you for, uh, for not being shy and, uh, for the kind words. We, we really appreciate it and we appreciate you listening. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, be on the lookout for me at least. And then another one of our buddies and my fiance will probably be wearing the shirts down in West Palm beach. So if you see us say hi, um, but yeah, let's move right into what was one of the more, the one of the oddest weeks uh, for the Dave Matthews Band in quite a while, and it started off in Jones Beach, up in New York near Long Island. Um, Nolan, what was going on up there? Well, first they uh, they played a few songs, and Jeff was kind of on and off stage a lot, uh, which you were texting me about, like something's going on with Jeff. Turns out he. Just wasn't really feeling that well. And on the back end of that, terrible weather. Uh, Started pouring down rain, thunder lightning. You know, Jones Beach is right there on the water. Never been. Would love to go. Let's plan that trip. Um, They only played for like 50 minutes. And I think, were you watching the live stream, Bruce, on Periscope? Um, I saw a little bit of it, but I I have a good buddy, Corey, that was there. And was sending me updates, and he was the one that told me Jeff isn't on stage. Um, and I think some people already knew that weather was coming because it was coming across the New York State area. And some people were even questioning why they even started the show. But regardless, um, he also said, oh, "Well, they played every day, and then the show stopped. They waved off. Um, Dave waved off a twelve-string guitar. Um, so it, you know, we didn't really think much of it. So they decided to." go off stage they announced the weather delay posted on social all that good stuff or bad stuff i should say and um find out they have rescheduled the show for the next day on thursday and then we find out someone leaked the set list that that 12 string that was going to be played was the 12 string for the last stop oof rut row a little a little leakage in the vessel there I'm not so sure that uh, I'm not so sure that the band or some people were happy with that getting out there. 
No, I don't think they were. So much so that we asked for a set list at the Charlotte show and were very much denied. But <laughs> that is okay. So then they move on to Thursday. And what do you know? They just come right out and open with last stop. But it was truncated, Bruce. Why don't you explain to everyone what that means and why it makes us so sad? Uh, well, if you're listening to us right now, then you already heard this last stop opener as our show opener. And right in just a moment, you will hear how this last stop ended. And it ended without one of the best pieces of DMB music that this band has. Um, man, they end it with just Dave going, this is the last stop. And it, it was, it was the last time they stopped in that song. It, they cut, they cut the end, they cut the reprise, all of it gone. See ya. I hope it comes back eventually. Maybe it will, but for right now, um, it is gone. I got a text from again, Corey and he provided video. I think we immediately put it on Insta. We were the first, we were the first out there. Um, thank you, Corey. And then he said, um, they cut the entire outro and reprise. And I, I no. told you immediately, and we were both like, what? Yeah, uh, obviously, we don't like that, because the outro is goat. It's so good. Oh. We don't feel good about that, not one bit, and especially after it seems like that's how it's going to be played uh, maybe the rest of the tour. But apparently, they're just um, not feeling that, but... Whatever, let's go ahead and let you guys listen to the apparent new ending to The Last Stop. of taper zach money and i actually think if we had never ever heard the outro or reprise before that's a pretty cool way to end the song like if that was a new song just being played you'd be like oh my god yes love that but we've heard it and uh according to bruce maybe the worst decision the band has ever made i don't know (laughs) i don't know about that but yeah i don't know it is it's one of the more unfortunate decisions for sure. Yeah, totally agree. Um, another unfortunate decision is the song Come Tomorrow and that it uh, made its tour debut during this show as well. I guess all those playings in uh, Dave Solo and a couple of Dave and Tim gigs got, got Dave in the mood to play it. That Raise B comes out and he's thinking Come Tomorrow right now. But there was a nice run of songs played. Bruce, you want to touch on those real quick, and then we'll be done with Jones Beach and moving on to Charlotte. Yeah, it, um, right after Come Tomorrow came Joyride, Lover Lay Down, and then Nancy's in the Warehouse, which is a great little run. Um, you know, I I would say this all old school, 
I always still feel like Joyride's a newer song, but it's 15 years old, baby. So I think that that thing is as old school as anything at this point. I mean, if you're 10, 15 years old, I guess you can throw it in the old school bin and, you know, shut it. Yeah, and uh, glad that's sticking around. So all in all, the people in uh, Jones Beach got like one and a half shows for the price of one. So they got that going for them, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And now, Bruce, it's time for Charlotte, not our hometown show. That would be Raleigh for me, which got skipped this year. Ouch. Mm. But it is our home state show, and a show that you and I have been to a number of times. It is the 25th show for the Dave Matthews Band at Charlotte, my ninth, Bruce's eighth. And Rob Little, one of our friends, uh, he's been to every show but one since 1998, be sure to check out our tailgate bonus interview that we did with him where we touch on several of the highlights that he has seen at this venue over the years. That is that is already out now, similar to our interview with Michael DePonio. Shout out Mr. 402 now. We had a good time with that. But Bruce, let's let's jump into this show. Yeah, I mean, let's let's roll. And this was also uh, broadcast on Sirius XM Channel 30, by the way. This was another uh, Dave Matthews Band Radio exclusive, so that audio is out there, and uh, this show's audio that we will play is courtesy of Taper Mark T. I just wanted to get that out of the way before we jump in the show, and it opened with a bang with Tripping Billies, only the second Billies opener since, I believe, 2013, and I think I talked about Billy's a couple weeks ago on the podcast where the ending of it is a top five, top ten live show moment for me sort of thing. And what a cool way to start a show. I mean, tons of energy. The band is on fire and it gets the crowd amped and it was fantastic. Man, it was perfect. We, were, we thought we were in for quite a treat uh, when we saw this and they followed it up with Rooftop. Seems to be the favorite live song to play off of Away From The World that is sticking around. And then we go Bayou, and uh, we loved the jam in Bayou, mainly because of Buddy Strong. Oh my. I will never ever forget us losing our minds in Seville 06 with Robert Randolph jamming on Bayou, and... Buddy is tearing it up, maybe not quite like that, and but he's doing a lot of the same things, jumping out of his chair. He's not kicking the chair over, because <laughs> I think he would probably damage some of his equipment. But he gets really into it. The crowd is getting into it, and they're getting into it after it as they chant Buddy's name as soon as they're done with this. And this is one of, it's a tour staple. I mean, they've played it nearly 20 times, I think, so far. And I know it's an eye roll on paper, guys. I get it. Okay, people, whatever. It's a good song. It's fine. And the jam uh, or the outro, whatever you want to call it, is high energy. It gets the band into it, gets the crowd into it. Mr. Buddy Strong, we're going to play a little bit of this Bayou Jam for you.
Buddy and Dave were both locked in. Buddy standing up. Just they were jamming, going bananas at the end of Bayou, and we loved it. And then they followed up with 41, which was a nice, nice start to the show. Good opening run. Then do you remember Gray Street? Love seeing that early in the show. And then come tomorrow where we headed for the bathroom, Bruce, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did. Um, Jeff does some nice stuff on Come Tomorrow. I don't I don't mind the music per se. I'm not a big fan of uh, the songwriting there. I get the message and it kind of lends to something that I noticed this week in particular is that um, there was a little bit of a political charge to the set list writing from Dave and some of the repeats um, songs that were played multiple times this week. And we're not going to get political on this show. And there's no biases either way. Just something that I noticed. We're, we're biased. We just will stick to Dave Matthews band though. Something that I'm also biased about is how amazing Tim Reynolds was on this sugar wheel that's coming up here. And it is in pretty decent rotation right now, which is awesome. And Tim is shredding this song almost every time. I know we've played it before, but Nolan, do you think we should just go ahead and play the end of this sugar wheel? I mean, seriously. Absolutely. It was a highlight of the night for sure. Let's hear it. Everyone needs to hear this. And please make an album sometime. Please be on an album. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. I think we uh, talked about that. Um, we, yeah. The other day, I think. And immediately once the song was over, or it could have been during the outro, I think we turned to each other and said, yeah, we need to play this. Oh, yeah, we did. And I actually think the conversation was, can you imagine if the album Come Tomorrow was actually called Sugar Will and included Sugar Will <laughs> instead of Come Tomorrow. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't know if that's the best album title per se, but hey, I mean, whatever. I just want to, yeah, it would be awesome just to be on an album. And it's going to be awesome to hear this end. So here we go, Mr. Tim A. Reynolds.
Timmy rocking the Supro shirt and the Supro guitars. Sounding <laughs> noise on that. Uh, I love watching Tim during a show. Just lock in on Tim and you will be entertained the entire time. Uh, my oh, wife yeah. loves him. He's dancing. He's grooving, making faces. It's hilarious. So funny. Then after Sugar Will crashed into me, which was a nice surprise. Haven't heard that a ton lately, it seems. Um, and then Joyride, another 04 song. Mm-hmm. And uh, another uh, political song as well. Yeah. I really like the songwriting in this, like we talked about last week. Um, first show since 2004 where Sugar Will and Joyride have been played uh, in the same show. Oh. Yeah. How about that? That's a crime. It is a crime. It's a crime that Crazy Easy and the original playing of Good Good Time didn't join them as well. But mm. I'll take two out of the four. Yes. Then we go Funny the Way It Is. Standard. Uh, a pretty pretty long Kill the Preacher. Um, a very animated Dave on this one. And then that goes into Why mm. I Am. It was, a good, it was a good Kill the Preacher. A lot of emotion, which is another what I believe to be a politically motivated song. I like when Dave gets political and some of his better songwriting sans come tomorrow, but <laughs> then you go YM shout out to the Grugrux King. And yes. then this was actually really weird. We were watching during YM. I was like, look at all those people on the side of the stage. What is going on? And yeah, I was like, oh, it's going to be a guest. A guest is going to come out. Yeah, and we were so excited. And then, <laughs> like, they're going to wheel out some equipment or something. Yeah, and then some dude just comes on the stage, like this Live Nation guy, and he's doing the like the throat cut slash, throat. yeah, the cutthroat to the band, and they're all staring at him, like, who the hell is this Joker? <laughs> and they, I guess. Bad weather was moving into the area. Um, we turned around and it was pouring down rain and then started lightning a few seconds or minutes later. But no one had told the band and Dave was like so confused. Yeah, I mean, no one was expecting it either because I remember when we were looking at it earlier, it was like a 10 or 15% chance or you know of anything and it just didn't even mention thunderstorms. The band could not escape them this week, so... We sat there during an hour and a half weather delay and got to talk to a bunch of people sitting around us, um, listeners of the podcast, and we actually recorded a little bit, um, a little weather delay segment for the show, so let's take a listen. All right, Bruce, we're here in the rain delay, thunder, lightning delay, weather delay. Uh, we've been debut of rain delay. Yes, new song. Uh, we've been waiting for like... Probably an hour and a half. It was around 9.45, 9.50. The band is coming back. The show is still on. Bruce, what are we looking for coming out of this rain delay? JTR. That's it, JTR. And um, it's probably not going to happen, but I'm going to put the uh, good vibes out. JTR, baby, because there was some wicked rain and lightning coming through here. Let's go. Got to be JTR. All right, as you could tell, uh... Our voices were gone a little bit from uh, singing along with the band and is a little loud in there. Um, but we were calling for JTR. That was what we wanted probably more than anything during this concert and perfect opportunity for the band to play it. Bruce, did they play it for us? 
I don't know. Well, if you were wondering who the chompers were that were making noise and yelling and going nuts when the song started, that'd be us. That'd be us. We were kind of losing it slightly. Yeah, just a little bit. It's the second JTR that uh, we had both seen, my last one being 06 in Charlotte. So, man, 15 years of going to concerts and only seeing JTR twice. That's pretty crazy. And what a perfect time. I mean, you know, all the time when people are set list watching uh, online and whatever, and there's a rain delay or there's been rain during the day, people are always like, JTR, it's got to be played. And it's almost never played. 95% of the time, it is JTR is not played at that show or the next song or anything. And we got it. And it was just, we saw that beautiful Spruce Wood 12 string come out on stage and just kind of, you know, in the moment, you're not really thinking. And um, we're kind of, oh, man, is, is that, I mean, that's the 12-string. It's got to be JTR, right? Uh, well, maybe it's Last Stop. Uh, well, maybe it's, you know, something. Um, we had already seen Gray Street, so we knew it wasn't that. Maybe it's Big Out Fish Bartender, you know, something like that. And it was JTR. And it was just one of the more satisfying feelings that <laughs> I feel like I've had at a DMB show in a while. Oh, absolutely, and it's stuff like that and decisions that the band makes like that that make you, I mean, appreciate them even more uh, for all the stuff that you may disagree with or when you're watching a set list, like, oh, why are they playing that song again when they do something cool like that? It's like, yes, this that's why I like this band so much. Oh, 100%. And um, another song and reason that I like the band so much was the next one, So Right, uh, makes its return for the tour. Another play of this. And they kill it every time. Jeff kills it. Go listen to it. Uh, we're not going to uh, play it. We're running out of time here. Um, but then, you know, some Can't Stop comes up, Die Trying, which also has a nice little Dave scat at the end, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, Stay. And Ants Marching to close the show. And... Nolan, I think we wanted to play a little something from Ants. Uh, do you remember what that is? Yeah, Dave's intro scat where he starts talking crazy about the weather, uh, which was, <laughs> was pretty funny here. Also, a cool moment uh, w- because when they brought out the new set list during the weather delay, the show was supposed to end with Stay. The band decided they were going to give us an extra song and that song was ants marching and yes thank you guys we appreciated it we loved it y'all are the best so let's hear dave doing some weather scat at the beginning of ants
<laughs> Dave, you're so silly. One of my good friends, Luke, shout out, Luke. He uh, loves the little intro scats to Ants Marching, especially ever since Dave was doing um, those little uh, auctioneer versions. Hilarious. Oh, I love those. And he is the best ever at mimicking Dave at doing these. So, um, Luke, I had to send this to you, buddy, and shout you out. And I know that you enjoyed that one an, a whole lot. So um, hopefully I'll get to see you uh, perform it <laughs> one day. Um, Nolan, I think before we move on to, uh, we had a couple of listeners uh, chime in with their reviews. Uh, I think you had something you wanted to say about the uh, Charlotte show. <laughs> you going to put this on me? I got to call this guy out. That's fine. I'll do it. With pleasure. This dude, back of the pit, maybe five rows in front of us, had a metal water bottle and some drumsticks and started beating that thing in between songs, every single song. It was so loud. Yes. You can hear it on the tapes. You can hear it on XM. Yeah, it is uh, It is 100% audible and serious. I can confirm. I listened to it, a uh, little bit of it, the next day. And so for any of you that had listened to that stream and was wondering, what is that cowbell metal-ish thing in between every song? Is Carter like dinging something between songs? No, it was some guy in the pit and they just let him do it all show. So whatever. Thanks, guy. Um, we really appreciated that. You didn't ruin anything <laughs> at all. Um, and moving on to some of the listener reviews from Charlotte, we received one from Paul W. And why don't you go ahead and read that, buddy? Paul Dubs says, what a weird show on Friday. I think someone accidentally handed Dave the set list from Raleigh instead of last year's Charlotte show. So many songs repeated from last year. Seven, to be exact. Rooftop was cool. Haven't gotten that since 2014. Joyride was unexpected. Then, The Rain. I was on the lawn. Ooh, hope you brought your raincoat. It was cold, wet, but we stuck it out. Rule of thumb, don't leave the venue, but be safe. And finally, I got the song I've been chasing for six years, JTR. After that, they could have played anything. They ended with some fire, so right, die trying, stay, and then ending with ants. All around a great time, but next time, not so many repeats. Okay, Dave? <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, I guess, because I, we weren't at Charlotte last year. Yeah, I didn't um, either. Yeah, there were seven. Interesting. Hmm. Um, also, user on antsmarching.org, Don H. reached out uh, in our thread on Ants and said, Personally, although the high-energy songs were great, I would have liked another slow, mellow, or quiet song or two, besides Do You Remember and Come Tomorrow. Um, Any lists, Grace is Gone, Line the Hands of God, Say Goodbye as examples. Uh, JTR was sweet to hear, but I keep going back to listening to Kill the Preacher over and over, even if it was just a partial. It's a good version of Kill the Preacher. I'll have to give you that, Don. Um, and a great version of Why I Am Again. Just kind of, man, that song just packs a punch. And that's it for Charlotte, man. That was such a great time. Again, going to another show with you. Um, last one of the tour, at least. Maybe they'll have some more shows this fall or winter that we'll be able to go to together but you know it was uh, a ton of fun and uh till next year yeah man it was just like old times going to going down to charlotte together i feel like it had been a while since we did that so that's uh always good memories there and getting to do that with you 100 percent. and 
as we move on to whenever our next show is, the band moved on up to Bristow, Virginia, kind of northern Virginia area, Nova. Um, kind of outside D.C., not so close, but not too far away. And about an um, hour and a half, two hours north of Charlottesville. Um, and this one was actually live-streamed online, dmblivestream.com, I believe, and also on YouTube. That's where I watched it on the Apple TV, which was awesome. Um, hopefully they do more of these in the future this summer tour. Yeah, and I love that that's an option. Surprise, it took them this long into the tour uh, to do one. But, man, everybody watching sure got a good one, didn't they, Bruce? They did, and they got um, they had some unexpected set list decisions and some unexpected weather that once again plagued the band. Three shows in a row. Four, well, I guess it didn't plague them the second night in Jones Beach, so... Three out of four nights, three shows in a row, they have a weather delay. And this time it came after only five songs. I think it was after Crush. Um, Band kills it on Crush. And all of a sudden, Dave kind of comes to the mic and says, y'all aren't going to like what uh, is about to be said. And I'm sorry, something to that effect. And then here comes another, you know, Live Nation official to tell them lightning in the area and they have to halt the concert. Well, at least they were courteous enough to give Dave and the band a heads up this time. Gosh. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, yeah. And I think Jeff posted on Instagram a photo of kind of the band's reaction. And Dave is just leaned back. On, he's leaned back on Carter's kit, kind of just sitting there staring at the guy, kind of arms crossed, just like, <laughs> I mean, jeez. Like, again, seriously. This was a shorter one, though. I, I'm not even sure how long it was. 30 minutes an hour max. I don't think it was that long. But, um, you know, in Charlotte, they came back and played JTR. Um, in Bristow, they came back and played the third straight, Come Tomorrow. <sighs> but again, with this whole political theme, as I said, it kind of leads right into um, something that you wanted to talk about, Nolan. Yes. Uh, You know, I think Dave obviously had planned uh, to say something in Bristow um, about his stance on politics and uh, specifically what's going on in the Middle East and the United States' stance towards that right now. And Dave was not happy about it. And let's just let you hear what Dave had to say. I don't want to talk too much or ruin this evening. But I just want to say that we should work as hard as we can to come together with the whole world. And we should stop trying to divide ourselves. We have got to stop trying to make it us and them. Because that's easy. It's easy to hate. It's easy to hate. It's hard to love. But once you do it, it gets easier and easier. And that's what I think. I think the worst idea that's being bounced around not far from here is the idea of going to another war in the Middle East. It is garbage. It is bad idea. And it is the worst deal we could come up with. We got to find another way to talk to each other without guns or without bombs because it's bullshit. I love you all very much. 
Thank you very much. I have to say, not to get into politics too much, but well said, Dave. I could not agree more. Um, and I know some people I've seen on Twitter and message boards are like, oh, he should just stick to playing music. Well, I think it's pretty cool that he has a big platform like this where he can speak his mind, and he's doing that in hopes of uh, making things better. So, Dave, mm-hmm. I love it. Love your activism. Keep fighting the fight. Yeah, well, and I agree, Nolan. And, you know, party affiliation aside, I think, you know, Dave's message really is pretty simple. Um, you know, peace, love, and staying together and, you know, all this other division and hate is, there's no need for it. And I think, you know, you don't have to have a party affiliation or a bias to agree on that, um, at least in my opinion. So, you know, people that want to say that he should stick to his music, well, his music has always been, had a political leaning, whether people believe it or not. And, you know, there's songs dating back to you know, 20 plus years ago that, you know, talk about that kind of stuff. So um, he's been doing it in his music for decades. And I don't think that that's really, you know, a harmful thing to do. And if that's what he wants to do with his platform, then good for him. Absolutely. And uh, what better song to play than The Last Stop following up those remarks about the Middle East? Yep. War is not the answer according to Dave and his sentiments in this song. Glad to see this is back again, that it wasn't just a one-time deal. Yeah, 100%. Um, another truncated version, obviously, but um, good nonetheless. And I think that some people um, online have debated whether it's better to have a full last stop and, or, no, you know, excuse me, a truncated last stop or no last stop at all because you can't get the full version. Um, the song is good. I'd rather have the song anyways than not at all. So um, that's kind of my feelings on the matter, but other people think that that's debatable. Yeah, I get that. I would rather hear it too, just truncated or or not. I'd rather hear the truncated version. And I don't, you know what? I would also take just hearing the outro and reprise. That would be cool. Ooh, oh, like maybe open West Palm Beach night one with last stop and then ending night two and headed into over a month break with the last stop reprise. Oh, I mean, balls to the wall, guys. No, I don't want you to be able to see that. I want to see it. (laughs) No, that would be epic and wouldn't surprise me if they did that. And if they do it, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. (laughs) And Dave heard it here first as well. You're damn right. He is listening. They are all listening. And we can't say that we go to every show or we've seen, we try and periscope every show or anything like that. But Jeff Coffin played two saxophones during the jam on Jimmy Thing. And that's something, if you remember, we brought up back in episode four that we loved when Jeff used to do that. So, I don't know. Maybe we planted a seed. Maybe this is just this whole podcast is planting seeds in the band's head, but seems to be working. I love it. I love it. I mean, I went back and tried to listen to a couple Jimmy things, and I could not 
audibly tell that Jeff was using two saxes, and it is pretty, um, you know, you're, you'd be able to tell that he would be using two saxophones, and I haven't been able to find it. Maybe someone will correct us. Um, but, yeah, that's freaking awesome. And you know what else is awesome? Virginia in the rain, very fitting with the weather, but it makes its tour debut in basically the E1 slot. The band did not uh, leave the stage and then come back for an encore. They just kept playing much like they did in Charlotte. Um, but, hey, last week we said Virginia in the rain. Dave, uh, after playing it solo last week, they should play that E1 with Dave Solo or like Dave and Tim. Sure enough, Virginia in the rain, E1, Dave and Tim. And I love Dave's guitar playing on this and his delivery overall. Man, I really love Virginia in the Rain. I don't care how it's played. I like the original version of it. I love the album version of it. It's probably my favorite album cut, um, like the studio cut of songs on Come Tomorrow. It's top two. And I love, I've loved the Dave and Tim versions. I've loved the Dave Solo version, versions. I can't remember how many times he's done it solo. Um, and then they finally bring it out here, or Dave brings it out here. And it was, like you said, perfect. It was Virginia in the rain. And, I mean, that's that's so cool. That's something that reminds me a lot of kind of stuff that Fish does uh, setless-wise for moments or venues or places kind of just tying things in. And there it is. Dave does something like that, and it's awesome. He's got a cool little arrangement with it on the guitar. And I think it's worthy enough to work. We're just going to go ahead and play this entire thing. Rocket! 
Encore of two stepped into Halloween. Yeah, baby. Baby. Let's go. That's it. Let's go. That's all there is to say. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, love this. Dave just starts strumming the two step uh, chords right after Virginia in the Rain ends. And I mean, I was sitting there watching it and I'm kind of like, ooh, like what's going to come after Virginia in the Rain? Come on, two step. And boom, two step. Um, I think he just went straight into the time bomb intro this time, probably for lack of time that they had. And um, just an awesome little version of two-step right into Halloween. What a great way to end the Bristow show. Uh, perfect way to end it. And I thought it was really cool that 
the lights went out uh, at the very end of Virginia in the Rain, and it's just black. You can't see anything on stage, and then you hear Dave strumming, and oh, oh, that's so cool. Crowd obviously loves two step. Crowd favorite, and Every, uh, everyone does. There's just nothing like that little two step build up. And you get Fonz noodling on the bass. Then you get Carter kind of coming in. Dave with a vocal crescendo. And then, wham, one of the best moments in all DMB. It is my favorite DMB live moment. Bar none. It's hands down the best. Ooh. And speaking of favorite DMB live moments, we're about to talk about one of our favorite entire shows as we bring up another edition of This Week in DMB History. And we'll get to that in just a moment. And welcome back. And for this iteration of This Week in DMB History, we go back to Charlotte, North Carolina again. On July 24th of 2013, and this show is kind of like a lot of the recent shows, this past week's shows at least, where the band had a huge weather delay. Um, I believe it was, what, an hour or so, Nolan, that they couldn't start the show. Yep. Um, I think I was still in the lot during, no, I was in, we were all inside, and um, major thunderstorms hit right before the show was about to start. Big delay. We look back and it's monsooning. Uh, our friend Brendan was on the lawn and somehow, oh. obviously, managed to finagle his way down under under the roof. That was before they really had good protocols for this stuff, and people just bum rushed the seat the seats. Yeah, like they didn't go back. Uh, some people went back to their cars. I, there was a huge debacle of this show. I had t- I had friends that just left. I had friends that got to the, into this show for free. Because they came up, um, they had heard that it was a delay, and they literally came up and just said at the front, yeah, uh, we lost our ticket, they got wet, and we just like, or we threw them away or whatever, and they got let in the show. So, um, a lot of chaos going on at this show. (laughs) Well, you know, I feel really bad for those people that left this show, because it was one of our favorites. Uh, I'm going to say top five show, maybe? Mm -hmm. Thought we were going to get some type of a JTR opener, perhaps. But nope, it was just a tease on Dave's six-string into seven. Mm-hmm. What a tease, Dave. Unbelievable. Oh, it was. <laughs> uh, let's, you know what? Let's just play it. that tease and being like you know we were kind of thinking oh maybe they'll do it and then when he's saying that you know you saw the sixth string you knew he wasn't going to play it and then they get went right into seven there and it hadn't been played for 
quite a few shows actually. And I remember before the show and thinking, man, seven hasn't been played in a while. And boom, there it is, opener. And it's actually a decent opener. It wasn't that bad. Um, no. And especially if you're going to get the rest of this show. Yeah, I'll take it. And then I'll take the next two songs too, Belly Belly Nice and Broken Things. I personally think they're two of the better songs off of Away From The World. Would love to know what happened to them. Belly Belly was played at like every other show or so for a while after uh, probably like the first two years after that album came out. Yeah, it seemed like more more years than that. Um, they played that one kind of into the ground and Broken Things have never been played into the ground. And I don't know if it's going to come back honestly i think that it's kind of tough on dave's voice it's kind of up there in the upper registers um and just stays that way the whole time um so i'd love to see it come back but i don't know but the show continues um to be strong here with a, with a granny you got 41 segueing right into don't drink the water there's quite a bit of segues in this show actually it's kind of a theme because they were trying to push for time and keep it going um you know, a real solid 41. I think Nolan, um, we both thought that Boyd did a really good job in this 41. Um, and, you know, when you can get a good Boyd jam, it really gets the crowd going and the band going. Because, you know, when he's on, he was on. Oh, yeah. And he, the jam's a little bit up and down. But for the most part, Boyd nails it. Um, and the crowd eats it up. I miss seeing that. And I miss hearing it. It's nice to do this segment of the show so we can hear Boyd. Obviously, right now, we can't. Not quite yet. We'll get into that later. But, yeah, let's play this Boyd jam. said 41 segues into don't drink the water kind of a 
cool segue with uh, like a little Dave prelude doing some noodling and then Tim starts it off and then the band just goes right into it. Pretty standard version, but always great. We think, although it doesn't say it on the almanac, that Don't Drink the Water segues into this next song. Yeah, I always thought just listening to it that um, it was not a direct segue, but very quick transition right into Long Black Veil, which is, oh, a full band Long Black Veil would be awesome to see again. It was only played a few times that tour, um, and I don't, maybe we've had some full band Long Black Veils, maybe with the ladies or something ever since then. Um, I'm not really exactly sure, but this one was really awesome. Um, A little Tim solo there in the middle, if you want to go back and listen to that. Um, which is always nice, but the band did a good job with this. And Nolan, what a way to start a show so far in the, these runs going on here. Yeah, I mean, we were sitting there, um, couldn't believe it. We were like, all right, what's what's in store for us for this show? Because so far, it's it's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And next we get Funny the Way It Is. And really after Funny, the second half of the show begins. And these, yeah. oh, oh man. <laughs> Buckle up, because next is Crazy Easy, second one of the oh. tour, 04 song. Ugh, one of, that's a podcast favorite for sure. Oh, yeah, and the night before, it was played the night before um, down south somewhere. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Maybe Mississippi or something, and just out of freaking nowhere pops Crazy Easy on the set list um, as we're following it the night before, and people are just freaking out, like, What? I mean, it hadn't been played, I don't think it had been played again since 2004. Um, Just boom, out of nowhere uh, comes Crazy Easy. And then they play it the very next, you know, we're thinking, oh, we have no chance of seeing that. You know, they just played it um, after all these years and play it down in, oh, I think it was down in uh, Alabama, actually. It was at the Wharf uh, Amphitheater at Orange Beach. There we go. It was a liberation, And, and the last time it was played was September 8th, 2004. There we go. I mean, just an absurd liberation and one of the best ones uh, that you're going to have. Oh, and it was awesome. Jeff does a great job. The band sounded great on it. I wish they'd play it again. Um, But they haven't really, so you probably haven't heard in a while, and we'd like to give you some crazy easy right here, right now.
All right, boys, gentlemen, if you're listening, let's bring that one back too. Then we can get three O four songs in the current rotation. Just saying. And then the band follows up Crazy Easy with one of our favorite covers that the band has ever done. Tom Petty's Running Down a Dream. I had obviously seen this on pop up on the set list, and w- this was one of the songs that I thought we had a chance at and that I was really hoping we'd get. They sound great on it. Oh, man. They destroyed this song, in particular Tim Reynolds and Carter. Oh, I mean, unbelievable. I And Dave sounds a lot like Tom Petty singing this song. Um, he does a great job. And they just, they were so good on this cover. And I don't really understand why they don't play it anymore. Um, you know, play it as opposed to Sledgehammer. I mean, people love this yeah, song. Yeah, change it up and a little bit there. Exactly. Um, but alas, they don't, so whatever. Um, but seriously, people, go listen to this Running Down a Dream, or any of them probably from 2013, really, when they were playing it. It was, oh man, it is so, so good. And something else that was so, so good was the return of of Kit Kat Jam next. A liberation right here, and it had been last played on 7-1-2010, which I was also at that show up in Camden, New Jersey. That one had lyrics. This one does not. Yeah, this is the first time Kit Kat Jam has been played without lyrics, uh, which was very cool to see. I remember when it first started playing, it took me a few seconds to be like, Oh, what? It's Kit Kat Jam, and Dave's not singing. Rashawn is playing the vocal melody during the verses, and yeah, I think we were sitting like a couple rows apart from each other, and we were just like jumping up and down, yelling at each other, and it was oh yeah, it's so just cool. Like, this is it. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was a song that this is so awesome. Yeah, it's a song that I had not seen before, so I got to scratch that off my list of songs I was chasing and let's play the first Kit Kat Jam without lyrics.
I can't believe how good that sounded. And they played it again the next night. We got to see it back-to-back shows, and they haven't played it since. Two nights in a row, bam, bam, gone. And they haven't played it since. It is ridiculous. And I've randomly seen the last three Kit Kat jams. I think I've said that a million times on this podcast, but just I have. And it's just one of those weird stats, Um, just weird things that happened. And another kind of weird thing that happened at this show was that Stanley Jordan was supposed to guest on this show. And it was going to be right after Kit Kat Jam. And it was going to be on If Only out of all songs, um, which is interesting, but... We didn't get a Stanley Jordan guest appearance, and I don't think I've had him ever. And I don't know if have you, Nolan? Have you seen Stanley Jordan? I have not, but I've seen If Only, so that's fine that we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, especially with this uh, run coming up right after. I mean, who you know, you don't even think about it. who cares, right? And it's fine because next we got recently, and that is a song that I would be. More than fun seeing it every single show. Oh, yeah. I'm really hoping to see it next weekend at West Palm. It is definitely one that the band is on fire pretty much any time they play it. Um, and they certainly were on fire this night playing it um, through the throughout this jam that they have here. And um, should we just go ahead and let the listeners hear just a little bit of this recently? Let's do it. recently jam is one of a kind and then that segues into you and me which segues into drunken soldier and i'm a big fan of the song i know people hate on it for the lyrics and they say it's cheesy dave carpe diem blah 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 uh and it has a long outro but i've always liked it i'd like to see it again i'd love to know why they don't play it the horns sound mm-hmm. great on it. Everyone sounds great on it. Maybe it's because of Boyd, because um, he's an integral integral part of the beginning 
of the intro and outro, especially during that. We like I like to call it the "Speak to Me, Breathe" Pink Floyd jam because they sound nearly identical. Yeah, it's almost like they lifted it straight from uh, "Dark Side of the Moon." Yeah, seriously, um, we love that song, and I love the outro. So I don't love it when the ladies guest on it at all, but I believe. That's neither here nor there, but um, I do believe before the song, Dave says this is about a dad writing a letter to a son, and the dad's had too much to drink. So I don't know. Yeah. I'd love to know more about the inspiration to some of these songs. Um, if we could peel back a few layers, that would be great. But yeah, I like this one, and then the uh, the end run here is incredible. I can't remember exactly. It doesn't say that it segues into two-step, but two-step is next regardless. Um, I'm just going to say that it does segue straight into two-step. Let's just get all these songs are just segueing in and out, and here we go. And we got a full 17-minute version of two-step right here that is absolute fire. Tim Carter, Fonz on the intro has some nice stuff in there. I know, Nolan, you said that. Um, oh, man. And... It's it's incredible. It's it's a great two step, and Nolan. There's so much from this two step, really, that I don't even know what to play. I I don't know what to play. So really, we're gonna uh, flip a coin at some point. We're gonna choose something from this two step, and you're gonna hear it right now.
whatever that was, it sounded good. <laughs> yes, it did. And it goes right into Ants Marching. Yes. Ooh. Not A-U-N-T-S, like from Seth Meyers' joke on his show, <laughs> but A-N-T-S. Womp, womp, womp. Bad joke. Dad joke. And Ants goes straight into Halloween. Bruce, thoughts? During this Ants Marching, I couldn't help but think, Oh, I really hope they go into Halloween. I just saw them do this in Camden. It was awesome. I want Nolan to see this. I want everyone here to see this. Please do it, Dave. Come on and bam. They did it. And what a run. This is just one of those things where you can just feel you just continue to get more elevated, elevated, elevated. And it seems like you're just all the way up in the clouds, like just pure bliss in a moment like this, like a run like this. And wow, what a way, what a show. I mean, good Lord. And a nice little segue, just flawless from Ants in the Halloween. So let's just go ahead and play that one real quick as well. I was jumping out of my seat, going nuts. This was my first Halloween. Noob alert. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But, that's okay. Now it jogs my memory why I was so excited for you mm-hmm. to uh, hear the ants in the Halloween. It was because it was your first one. All right. Yes. Nice. A little virgin. Oh, yeah. Man, that was nine, nine years of going to shows without a Halloween. And, uh, you know, I get to uh, get to see Kit Kat Jam and Halloween in the same show for the first time. So, man, I was ecstatic. I I love the show so much. It was such a cool, unique show to be at. Uh, again, like the variety and being surprised when you go to a show. Just it's what makes the Dave Matthews Band so great. And we got to see it on full display that night. Oh, 100 percent. And. You know, they they had a little encore, which I don't even know if I'd call it an encore. Carter was still out on stage throwing sticks, and Dave walked back out pretty quickly and kind of said something in his ear, and Carter was like, oh, like, looked like, oh, and like gave him a fist bump or like a high five or something and went straight back to his kit, and they played Shake Me Like a Monkey, which, I mean, eh, but... I knew someone who worked backstage at this uh, venue for all these concerts, and they told me later that there wasn't going to be an encore. Like, they weren't going to let them completely go off stage and, you know, sit there, let the crowd cheer and come back. Like, it was, they were over time, you know, they were like, get out of here. And so I guess Dave walked backstage and they were like, nah, you can't do anything. So bump that and went up. And so they played Shake Me. Quick song, energy, bam, get out of here. So it's not as bad as, you know, it looks on paper, I guess, or people would like to think. But, um, you know, we do appreciate them coming back and playing something. Absolutely. I mean, something like that just says a lot about Dave and the band. And uh, they just want to put on a good show for the fans no matter what. So, man, that was an all-time, uh, an all-time concert for us. 
It really was. And I hope everyone enjoyed this show. Um, hopefully you can go back and listen to the whole thing. Um, you know, go ahead, download the tape, listen to the whole thing. And a quick shout out to all the tapers that recorded this show. I think there were three or four, um, and we didn't want to just include one and not the other. So shout out to all you guys that recorded the 72413 Charlotte show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this and we can't wait to do the next one. Nolan, I had a great time at this show and great time revisiting it with you yet again. Another show that we were at. Um, FYI, we won't do this all the time. We won't do just shows we've been to. Um, it just happened to be lucky, I guess, for us. Yeah, and coincidentally, it's been a lot of Charlotte shows, so we'll uh, we'll be conscientious of that and uh, and and vary it up for you guys. But um, we appreciate you bearing with us. But thought everyone should know about this show, and we actually have a few other things that we think you should know about. Uh, Jeff Coffin's other musical band group whatever you want to call it dream shanti uh released an album this week music in our dreams features jeff carter fonz future man uh from the flectones and bruce i think you had a chance to listen to this yeah um i listened to it today i think today was the first day that it was out and downloaded on spotify so everyone go ahead out you know go ahead download it stream it whatever um buy it um, and there are a couple other guys in the band as well. This is a cool collaborative effort that I really, really enjoyed. It's really unique. Um, there's a lot of Indian Middle Eastern vibes to it. And so there's like a lot of like sitar, I believe. Um, you get some Stefan on the upright bass. Um, I also believe that Carter is playing uh, the congos and bongos at times as, you know, you get Future Man on his drum kit. And Carter on the Congos and Bongos. There's some um, good ambiance to the album. There's one song that has some more modern funk to it that I think will be more palatable to most people. Um, But overall, the album was a really nice listen. It's about 54, 55 minutes, I think. Only like seven songs. Um, So you do get some longer songs on there, which is nice. And it is very relaxing album. Uh, very unique, like I said, and yeah, go out there and get that album, everybody. That's Dream Shanti's Music in Our Dreams. And speaking of other bands, uh, Nolan, why don't you tell us about another former band member's newest band? Yeah, Boy Tinsley got on Twitter this weekend and announced uh, his new band titled The Way Back. Uh, they're going to be based out of Toronto for now, and they have a new single coming out. And they have a new single coming out apparently soon, um, and that is Into the Void. I kind of wish they had titled it Into the Void. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> The Boyd Void. Uh, anyways, there's that. I don't know uh, what that'll be like, but we'll keep you posted. And uh, Bruce, you've got a fun week. You've got a fun weekend ahead of you with uh, with our friend Brendan there and uh, and your fiance. Yes, we make our return to West Palm Beach, and I can't wait. Actually, after this West Palm Beach weekend, I will have tied Charlotte. It will be tied with Charlotte for my uh, most shows seen at a venue. I think with eight. So this will be our um, fourth consecutive trip they skipped 17 so yeah we did 15 16 18 and 19 and yeah i can't wait to spend the weekend with uh 
obviously my fiance and uh, Brendan. Maybe BK will get on the pod and we'll have a little some more tailgate combos for you guys. So make sure you're looking for us. Uh, look for the t-shirts. Um, may bring a couple stickers as well. We got a couple of little uh, small stickers um, that we may have just for the hell of it. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for us. Uh, we're really pumped to be down there again. And, um, you know, maybe it'll rain sometime in the afternoon or sometime right before the showtime just to cool it down a little bit. No more rain delays, please. Just for cooling temperatures only. Man, I'm jealous, but that's okay. I'll be back. I'll be back there for sure. Oh, yeah. You need to make your triumphant return. Oh, I will. I'll bring the hats, too. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we'll get into that next week. <laughs> Before DMB hits West Palm Beach, they uh, have two shows on Tuesday and then one on Wednesday, one in Alpharetta and then one in Tampa, which. Uh, our friend and listener of the pod, Sean, will be attending. So that'll be great. Ooh. Another shout out. It was great running into college friend, good buddy, Derek in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. He was wearing an epic outfit as well. He was. Very sad for him that he left during the weather delay and missed JTR. Thoughts and prayers. Wow. Um, and then <laughs> shout out to Dana, a.k.a. Share Force Ones, for sending us some videos from Bristow and having what he thought may have been the best show he's seen. So happy for you, bud. Ooh, congrats. And yeah, I know Sean is going to be sending us a, a review from Tampa, but if anybody's going to these upcoming shows, again, send us a brief synopsis. We would love an audio message so we can include someone else other than us on this. Um, just something short, 30 seconds to a minute. Um, we'll include it on next week's episode. Um, you can send it to graystreetpod at gmail.com. Go ahead and follow us and interact with us on our social accounts, Instagram, at graystreetpod. Same for Twitter. We have a Facebook page. Go up to Bruce at the concerts. Talk to him about the pod. If you see his shirt, oh, we've yeah. got the handle at the bottom, at graystreetpod. So be sure and follow us when you see that street sign uh, logo. <laughs> yeah exactly and we're having a lot of fun on social media as well we're getting a lot of interaction and um people reaching out to us some people are actually reaching out saying they want to buy some t-shirts so wow man, I, I, um okay i mean thanks for the compliments everybody you know that's awesome and i don't know if we will look into anything like that but we definitely appreciate the kind words and everything um but finally, before we get out of here, everyone, thank you so much um, for listening. And hopefully you have subscribed. But if not, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. Um, Nolan, what was the other? Pocket Casts was one that um, we learned about this week. So, yeah, subscribe, uh, rate, review us. Five stars, please. Um, that would be awesome. Nolan, it was great seeing another show with you again this week and, you know, revisiting it here, revisiting another show, 2013. I wish you were coming to West Palm. Oh, but me too. we will still have fun without you. So, oh, I'm sure you I, will. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll have fun without you too because I'm going to be at a wedding. So, oh, wow. Shout out Tyler, the Greek freak. Ooh, yes. Congratulations, Tyler. Love you, bud. 
Anyways, let's get out of here, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening yet again. Enjoy any of the shows, all of the shows that you're going to this week. Stay safe, everybody, and we'll see you next week on the corner of Gray Street. Kick him when my boots make sure he's dead. Make my baby promise that. Stole my baby's in our sand. I won't kill that pizza man. Kick him when my boots make sure he's dead. The last thing I'll do may be the wrong step to take. And it's the last thing I do. I'm gonna take his life away. I'm gonna kill that preacher man. I'm gonna put him down in his grave. Kick him with my boot, make sure he's good.